my name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. And my name is Rico. I am the dungeon master for season three of the campaign. It is 11.15. Are you guys ready for Deborah's diary? Yeah. Who's ready for a... Deborah's diary. That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, we need to. We gotta. We gotta bump that bar lower so we can rise above it again. Set the bar too high. It's a bad thing. We gotta manage expectations. All right. Well, good luck. Sorry. Good luck with um the Deborah's diary. Good luck with the Deborah's diary. Dear diary. Good luck to you. In our last episode, our players crafted Therium. They each added their own section of Therium as they rebuilt the barrier to the Aramithian boar. Aramithian boar. I always call. I want to call it the Armenian boar. Yeah, that's racist. <laughs> I'm like, that's wrong. There's a whole genocide about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vince builds back a whole section dedicated to the arts with culture built in and places for street musicians and gardens and fruiting trees. I was going with the whole like Persephone and Hades thing. Yeah. On the Snippety. south side, on the Hades side. Yeah. Of- and as he crafts this, souls come up from the ground and begin to take form and start engaging in all the little duties and all the little activities that you would see one in little gardens like this. Humdrum of life. They are not living. And as it solidifies and becomes a little more alive with spirits, they all hear a squeal of the boar off in the distance. Ari makes a residential area on the north side Probably to smart. include some inns and taverns and an apothecary slash hospital slash doctor's office slash apothecary and a whole wall just for some magic goats with curly horns. Uh, because how the F did the goats get to where they are? Because nothing alive could get onto those little sides of this wall and actually be standing where they are. It's freaking wild. Yeah. A series of mirrors that are actually an optical illusion. Turns out they have like sticky pads on their feet, but still. But still. Let's not ruin the illusion here. They're standing on basically fucking, what's it called? Vertical surface. Vertical surface. Which is now the entrance to the west side of town. Nailed it. Ari Aesthetic. Neith builds her section 
and a little homage to her her homeland, including two pyramids that sprout out of onyx. It's very Moon Knight. One for a weapons shop and one for an armory with forges and fire and all the things needed in the back. And a sphinx also emerges in between them with one paw on each pyramid overshadowing them. So our heroes finally finish crafting Therium. They multiple times hear the boar squeal and then finally hear almost like a big clunk of chains as if the boar was being um, restrained once again. Whips and chains, baby. And once they were done, they decided to portal back to Aspasia where they go to the Paladin's Guild Hall where they find Martell and Pan. Mm. Reunion. Martell gets distracted by Ari's excitement and Pan hits Martell with a kathud. Ari bear hugs the both of them after they heal each other and Karga licks both of them. I don't remember the licking, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> totally did. It totally happened. Okay. It was tongue in ear. It's in the notes. It happened. <laughs> they then head to Cronus's to get their mounts. Martell's mount is a spectral dragon. And of course, Cargo rides with Pan. Gelsira decides to head off to the Druid's Guild to, you know, do some Druid shit. <laughs> and as the rest of the party get to Cronus's, Hephaestus, Kronos, Ares, Athena, Bindi, Hecate, Hades, I'm probably missing somebody, are all there helping to take care of the farm. And they're all like, hey, hey, are, are you going to do that thing we asked you to do? Is that going to happen? And the party was like, Yes, but not yet. And all the gods were kind of like, oh, okay. And then disappear. They're into it. They love us. Our heroes get their horses. Neath supplies Vince with one from a cloak. Thank you. You're welcome. A cloak of many things. A cloak horse. <laughs> <laughs> and so our heroes start heading towards Adonis in the Acmonian woods with two dragonborn in front, Vince in the middle, and Pan and Neath in the back because rogues do it best from behind. Yeah. They make it to Adonis clearing where then they see Hera. So let's find out what our heroes do this time in our episode of Some Would Play. Heraticus. That was a good diary. Good job. It's not the worst I've ever done. So Martel and Pan go up to Adani and embrace her. Pan and Martel go up to Hera, where Hera embraces both of them. And then <clears throat> Pan and Martel sit on some stumps, of which there are an additional three other empty stumps where you guys could sit if you so chose. Oh, dope. I definitely sit on a stump. Stump sitting. Hardy sits on a stump. If the thing you, you don't have to. And Adani says, welcome. What brings you guys here to my little sanctuary? And then Martel says, we're after a warlock. Hell yeah, we're totally after a warlock, but we probably also have something else we need to tell you at some point. And we need to make sure we can get to Sklovari. Sklovari, Stan. And then Adani says, you may want to be careful on that journey to Sklovari. Oh, yeah? There have been large groups of hunting parties in these woods. I don't know what they're looking for, 
but they are definitely within the area. Hunting parties of what? People. Okay. Like humans. Okay. Thank with you. Shields and swords looking for something. I'm not sure what they're looking for. But uh they haven't found me yet, which is good news. Yeah, on that on that on that note, we were in Etherton recently and uh we met with like the person sort of in charge of that place and she knew you and said that you guys she's not happy with you and she maybe thought you might be dead, but now she knows you're alive. But we didn't tell her where you are, so you might keep your head on a swivel. What was her name? Uh Gabriella. Oh, that explains the hunting parties. She was kind of okay until until we mentioned we knew you, and then she got a little crazy. So she's a little so insane. She's looking for me. Yes. Sorry. You didn't tell her where I was, though, right? No. No, we did not, but she she knows you're alive. So You only fucked up 50% of the way, Yeah, then. sorry about that. No, that's okay. They haven't found me. Right. But now that, they, now that she knows I'm alive, they may eventually... That's something I'll have to handle. Sorry. Do you want? Do you want us maybe like help and like wipe out a bunch of these hunting parties or something? <laughs> I feel responsible that, for this. That would be incredibly helpful. Yes, Gabriella, I can handle hunting parties, multiples of them. That I probably cannot. And Martel says, "Ooh, send some souls to Hades. Yeah. They'd love that." Yeah. Do these hunting parties work for the warlock we're looking for? No, I presume they work for Gabriella. Gotcha. Says Adani. Gotcha. Gabriella was a constable in Etherton of a weird town who exported poison magic fruit that apothecaries evidently used. Everything else that you guys have said has turned out to be true, so let's just roll with it. Anyway, this is Adani. She's she was fun. She we met her a long time ago, and she was very helpful. She gave me my shield, Pen says, as he pulls it off his back. It's a rather unassuming round wooden shield banded in iron with an iron circle there in the middle. And Adani looks at it and she's like, you kept that old thing? Pen says, I've not found a better shield yet. And she looks him up and down in his full plate mail armor like and his helmet that looks like the, the face of Bahamut. And she says, really, you haven't found anything better than that with what you're wearing. Pan says, no, this has been the best shield I've ever had, and I plan to keep it until it breaks. And Donnie's like, it's never going to break. <laughs> hey, Donnie, how close have these hunting parties gotten to your your home here? Oh, about half a kilometer each way. So pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if they're left to their own devices, they'll probably find me within the next day or two. But if you guys take care of those hunting parties, I can take care of Gabriella. Uh, Ari, I kind of feel like we need to, I'm feeling this weird, this weird sensation inside my chest. I think people might call like caring. Oh. Not quite sure. I have the beginnings of a plan that have come to my mind. But I'm also definitely one for going out and sniping some people, so. That's the neath I know, Pan says. Dope. Well, let's go, let's, let's real quick, uh. Round up some hunting parties to murder. Martel licks his lips, and he pulls his cudgel off of his back. He says, yeah, let's deliver some souls to Hades. It's been a while. Nice. What's a small little diversion on the way to Sclavari? Yeah. And then Hera chimes in, and she says, the target you seek is not in Sclavari. What? And then Martel stops, and he looks, and he says, then where is it? And then Hera gets really, really close to him. And she says, you'll find him in Amoralonia, 
Oh. The capital? The capital. He has an endless supply of bodies and the dead there. And if left unchecked, the capital will fall within the next year. Martel sees and sees, S-E-E-T-H-E-S, sees and grimaces. He's like, I won't give him a week. And then Harris says, it's going to take you at least that long to get there. But I understand your want to end his life for the greater good. And Martel says, yeah, sure, for the greater good. And Pan's like, Martel, it's absolutely for the greater good. And Martel says, well, it's just another soul for Hades, really. Pan stops and he's like, yeah, plus he's got it coming. He tried to kill me once. Yeah, he's got it coming. Bahamut was not a fan of that. We're going to get that dude. So, sure, for the greater good. And Martel says, yeah, sure, for the greater good. <laughs> Rolls his eyes. Zamalonia and Enyo? It's the yes. capital city. Dope. Of I'm glad that Enyo. you remember that, yes. Armalonia is the capital city. Sclavari is going to be the pastor. It's going to be the first village you get to. It's the the village right on the water with all everybody wanting to fight. Should we ride our horses then around the area to take out these hunting? How big are these hunting parties, Adani? Oh, I haven't seen them, but if it's Gabrielle, I imagine it's five to ten per party. Oh, yeah, we could take care of five to ten people. That'd be great. It's One, great. Two, warm. three, four, five. Is and it? then Martel says, yeah, it'll be a nice little exercise. Yeah. And Penn says, five to ten? That's it? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, five to ten to me, Pan, is a lot for just me and myself. Yeah. Pan's like, we'll take care of it. Every single one of them will perish. We'll, we'll make sure you stay protected. Nice. Yes, we're going to do that thing. Vince, what's your plan? We could use my mansion. And I do have yet another ability, Skyrite in which we can communicate with our would-be foes and lure them into a trap if, as we, you know, would so choose. Bring all the parties in at once? Or we can simply call them out, feigning as if uh, we will be in one place, yet flanking them at another. The mansion, as I said, can become completely invisible to the naked eye. It makes a perfect spot for an ambush for an unsuspecting group of people. Almost a fortress, if we put it in the right spot. Does it have machine guns? No, oh. but we can use uh, the staff inside to shoot uh, bows and arrows. Nice. Oh. The hundred servants? Exactly. <laughs> Just an idea. Just an idea. As I said, volley of the beginnings of a plan. But nonetheless, Me? we can communicate with them through Skyrite if we wanted to set, set up a trap for them. Neath starts walking, like making like little circles around the clearing and start going wider and wider, starting to look for tracks, starting to look for any sign that anybody's been anywhere near here. Um, I know she has to start going kind of far out, but she starts going off like by herself looking for, for stuff to figure out like what direction they might be going. You don't see any yet. Okay. Adani looks at you and says... How visible is your skyrite? How far would people be able to see it from? As far as we want them to. We can make the writing as large as we want. Mm. If you do that, do it away from my hut, please. I don't want anybody near me. I can cast it as far as my eyes can see. I can stand here and cast it at the horizon. Yeah, if you could lead them away from me, that would be fantastic. Is there a good uh, clearing, a place of an ambush near here? that We could set this... Plan into action, Adani. Make an insight roll. 
Doing the nice jerk roll that you got, what, a four over there? Pan will also roll insight. No, I'm not going to settle down because you're always nice. like, roll it harder. Seven. Pan rolled a 17. My passive insight is 18. Nice. <laughs> Wouldn't be applicable to you. Dang it. You, if you haven't been around. Uh, fair enough. Pan says, I know a place not far from here. Oh, yeah? Remember that druid camp? Yeah. It's not far from here. Oh, right. We could lead them there to the druid camp. Unless more druids have moved in, it's probably still unattended. Yeah, we probably could kill those druids, too. They're probably bad druids. Or we can make allies. Well, the ones that were there before, we had to kill. You didn't have me before. They sucked. And worst case scenario, that teleportation area was there, right? The runic teleporters? Yeah. We could always lure them to the druidic camp. And then from there, teleport them. Strike that. Pan wouldn't know that. Yes, he would. No, he wouldn't. He wasn't there. Make an insight roll, Neath. And he wasn't there. For the location I'm thinking of. Oh, nice. I'm proficient in insights. 19. You know those teleporters go to another clearing as well as to the Hydra Cave. Oh, right. I only know about the Hydra Cave. Yeah. Pan doesn't know about the Hydra Cave. Oh, but he was going right. to continue his thought to that grove where we fought those um, those woodland magical woodland creatures. That's pretty far away from Adani's, I presume. It's like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share with the party that you can also get to the Hydra Cave from this teleportation area? And we also found out that you can it can take you to other places, including a cave that used to hold a Hydra. Ah. Hera chimes up. That's right. My Hydra was there in a cave. You guys access through those teleportation portals. Mm-hmm. That would be a perfect place to lure hunting parties. Yeah. So because, we could lure them to the... And then you guys could funnel them in through the cave. Yes. That way you weren't fighting, you know, 50 guys all at once. I like this. It's a really good idea. Well done. Hera smiles at you. I like that idea too. I like that idea too, Pan says. And Martel says, I don't care what plan we do. I can't wait to crack some skulls. Let's go, champ. Let's do this. Well, let's head off in the direction of that uh, camp, yeah? Yeah, the Druid camp. It's yeah. not far from here. Remember, there was an animal path that you guys took that went up and around. Okay, I look for the animal path. Well, it's still right there where it was. Nailed it. it <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. You know where it is. Come on, Anos. Let's do this thing. Jump back on Anos. Yep, and Martel and Pan jump up on their mounts, and they fly off into the sky, up over the trees. They can see down on the path from because their mounts can fly. I follow the path on my. I follow Ari, horse of magic. on my horse. Lead me to where we need to go. Fence is coming along. Sweet. Uh, with everybody on horses, clop clop. You guys know this animal path pretty well. You've used it at least three times before now. Martel and Pan get there first because they were flying. They didn't have to take the path. Um, And yeah, there are three huts there. They look like they have fallen a bit into disarray. There are some rotting remains of druids. (laughs) Some look like they've had their eyeballs plucked out of their skulls. Some are missing their tongues, Hmm. like their robes are tattered. It looks like they're aging poorly. But they are decomposing naturally, being out here in the Akmonian wood. Delicious. And Martel and Pan hop off, hop off their mounts, and they say, well, Martel says, Vince, write a message in the sky. What would you like it to say? Pee-pee-poo-poo. Enemies of Adani 
can find her here. Means of Adani can find her here. Uh, they're going to need some type of marker. Can you make an arrow? Yeah, that'll work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and boom. I want to make it giant, but I also, too, if it's a bright, sunny day, I want it to be like dark storm clouds perfect. for my storm riding. It is a nice, sunny day. The weather is perfect out here. Storm We have been blessed with nice weather. <laughs> and it can last a full hour. That should be long enough. At least for a couple of them. If some of them were that close. Yeah, half a kilometer out either way, all yeah, around her. It won't take it. them long. It won't take them long to get to you guys. Okay, now where do we? Where are we setting up to, so we can do some wonderful sneak attacks? Well, there are three tents here. One tent could hold two larger creatures, which will likely be Martel and Pan. And then there are two other huts where the three of you could hide and disperse however you wanted to do it. Actually, you don't need to hide. You have your cloak. You don't need to hide. Are there any like areas up slightly higher? So no. Forth? So I have to be. Oh man. Yeah. I care. Vince doesn't like to be in the front line. You don't but, have to hide in a hut. But he'll be there. Yeah, but that's like you can hide in a hut. Yeah, yeah you, can you can hide, hide in one of the one of the tents. There's th- there. Imagine okay, big clearing. There are literally three huts like in a row. Mm-hmm. And then, like, imagine in front of the huts, there is, like, this big stone circle thing with, like, runes and stuff on it. Perfect. But that's about it. Like We could even potentially set up, like, an ambush. Like, I could sit next to a fire just playing my loot, and you all could be hidden until they come, and then bait. set up a Martin surprise round. I like bait. Jail bait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> Um, can you remind me or tell me, do any of the huts have any arrows? I mean, not any arrows, any windows? No, they don't. I didn't any think windows so. with arrows you could always in them? cut a slit in one of the tents. Yeah. They're just hide anyway. You could cut a slit in it so you could see out of it. Yeah, just do some construction. If you needed to get in a hut, you don't need to. You can sit out in the open and nobody will see you. Um, is there only one path in for everyone to come? There are two paths. There was the animal path, and then there's another path. I would like to take two flasks of my oil towards the path and put them like behind rocks where only we can see them. Something almost with like um, a, f- um, a wick on top that a flaming arrow could ignite them. There's no elevated ground to hang flasks of oil. Okay. I like that idea, but there's no place to set up oil, at least not hanging anyway. Eh, unless you hung it up in some trees. I say, what about the trees that are flanking the... Yeah, you could set it up in some trees. Yeah, absolutely. You can take the time to set up your flask of oil in the forest Just two on of some them. trees. Primarily at the walking path, the way in. The way that we came in? or the So there's like the animal path, and there's like one that looks like a main way in. So I want... One at the animal path and one at the main way in. Okay. Just two flasks. Just something above where it would be that if we wanted to, we could ignite and have it fall down on them. I like the idea of putting combustible oil flask in a forest. I have explosive arrows. <laughs> Ta-da. And Neath grins like a really evil grin going. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Neath would like to... I am actually going to set myself up kind of in between the stone circle. I and thought you, you were going to say you were going to set yourself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> At the middle hut. That's a diversion. 
um, so that I can see the animal path and the main way in. I just had another brilliant idea I plan on using. Continue, though. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm getting all like all my arrows and stuff ready. So I can snuck attack as people come in. Pew, pew, pew. I like it. I really wish I had multi-attacks. You don't have multi-attack yet? Nope. Did you multi-class like every time you got to level six? <laughs> nope. I am a rogue. I'm a level 15 rogue with a ranger one. Oh, yeah. I get that ranger up to like 10. You yeah. can have Colossal Slayer and just murder everything. And then I can, yes. I forgot I could use Mage Hand and Flasks of Oil are only three pounds, so. You're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Ari, where are you going? I am going to hide in a hut. Which hut are you going to hide in? Um, whichever one is able to hold me tightly in its arms <laughs> as I sleep through the night. Are you hiding in a hut, Neath? Or no? No. I. Then you like... have the middle or the right. I am going to take the middle hut. I'm going to light the fire and sit out front and start playing my lute, just nonchalantly waiting. I want to look as non-aggressive and non-menacing as possible. You look non-aggressive and non-threatening by default. You're a bard. Perfect. <laughs> Ooh, Ari, you could use your, your stone elemental. In yeah, this. I'm gonna. Okay. Thanks for playing. Let me uh, get my brute squads. Good, good. Brute squad? You are the brute squad. I am the brute squad. Yeah, just groups of five to ten guys. I'm just giving them an overall AC and an HP cap. Oh, it's a fucking gangbang. Yeah, and then once you well, get the, five to ten. Once you get the HP down to zero, that brute squad will be will have been defeated. Yeah, gangbang. Yep. Because I'm not gonna do ten guys for five groups. I'm not rolling the dice fifty fucking times. That's Bad. absurd. I'm not doing that. I'm never ever going to do that. So we're just gonna use an old brute squad type system. Where they will do, they will roll one attack, and if they hit, it will be damage times five, and the brute squad all has HP. Okay, you guys are done planning. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. All right. So after setting up the flask, uh, about forty-five minutes finishes, and. You hear footsteps coming from both directions. One, the animal path, and the footsteps coming from the main path. There are about 20 sets of footsteps coming from the animal path and 30 sets of footsteps coming from the main path. Let's go, champ. What have we done? You put a big sign in the air that said, Enemy of Donnie's <laughs> come here. With uh, a big arrow pointing down in ominous black storm clouds. I want to pay them no mind, but I do want when it noted that my character did hear them, but is just going to keep just like playing his loot, paying no mind. As if he is completely oblivious. Rock on. So the men of 30 are getting closer to the entrance of the main path, and the group of 20 are almost to the end of the animal path. Neith is going to take one of her explosive arrows and she's gonna she's gonna try to time it for when like the majority of the group on the main path kind of line up with the oil or whatever. And she's gonna take a shot Ooh. at the oil to explode and fire and I'd like lots to of be things. I'd like to be holding action. 
We haven't gotten to initiative yet, so you're good. Okay. And I would this like. It's technically going to be the rogue sneak attack. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. All right. Roll to hit. You're using an explosive arrow, right? Yes. Boom. It blows up in the air. I did not expect a mass combat tonight, but <laughs> this is going to be fun. As I sense her uh, kind of go to pull back and something just kind of feels off, I'm going to go ahead and take my free action and cast a bardic inspiration on you. Um, you actually get two D6s on that one if you so choose to use them. What are these? Bardic inspiration dice. Yeah, oh. that's how many pluses you'll get because it's 2d6. Oh, do I need to use what you rolled or do I roll them? You roll them. They're your roll. You don't have to, but you can. Okay. I, I've got two, I got fives and sixes. So you plus 11. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 11, 18, 19, 20, 22. Yeah, you can stop 25. Yeah, you can stop counting. That was a little excessive. So your explosive arrow hits the flask of oil. There is a small ticking sound that whirs, and then a massive explosion as the explosive arrow hits the flask of oil and come raining down on the group of guys. This was the main walkway, right? Yes. They get about half of them get covered in flaming oil. Um, mm. Roll. What is fire damage? 28. I don't have a calculation for My that. My explosive arrow is a 1d6 plus a 1d8 fire. Oh, okay, sweet. So roll 1d6 and 3d8. Just roll it once. Okay, so, ooh, two. You said 3d8. Five. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're pointing. Seven. At. I pulled it up from eight. D and D Beyond. Oh yeah, there it is. Yep. Ten. Perfect. So my calculation. And then I still I get my off. sneak attack bonus, right? No, because you didn't actually hit them with the arrow. You sprung a trap with oil. No, no, no. This is good. Okay. Trust me, it's good. Okay. So what was the total? Two hundred. No, it wasn't. It was ten. Ten. That's not bad. Twenty guys. No, that's about right. Two hundred. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Uh, let's subtract it from this group. God, I'm so ready. And let's subtract it from this group. And that will take us into initiative, folks. You're an initiative, folks. Boom, roasted. Ari, Vince. I'm assuming I'm just at the front of the line. Neath. No, you mm-hmm. roll initiative. Yeah, because you got a surprise Ari, attack, Vince, and now you Neith. roll initiative. Then Pan, then Martell. I believe Pan and Martell both have alert, yep. Nice. But their deck scores are shit because they're heavy plate wearers. So Pan is a 21, not bad. 21 for Ari. Ari's a 21. Me and Pan, best buddies. Martell is Touching elbows. 17. Neith? 24. Nice. Vince? 10. <laughs> Sorry, I just laugh as my rogue is like... Apparently in real... I- Apparently in D and D too, my character has ADHD and is zoning out and is like, "Wait, oh, we're going." <laughs> what? And then I will roll the brute squad's initiative and add five. That's a nice one. Seven plus five, twelve, twenty-four. That's up there with Neath. Oh. Twenty-one. Vince, what's your AC? Nineteen. Minus forty. 
No, it isn't. Your AC is fucking 18. Potato, potato. Inside of what you created. Tell me what you think. If I cast it at 8th level. What's your AC, Vince? I'm sorry. 19. 90. really high for a bard. Uh, Well, I guess technically it would be 17, because 19 with a shield. You don't have a shield out right now, do you? No, because I would be playing loot. Playing your loot. Okay, so 17. Until you get your shield, then it becomes 19. The loot doubles as a shield. Turns out it's you can Pan's use it AC, to block swords. 22. And Martel's AC, I believe, is 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These fucking goofball kids will just color in anything. What? His character sheet is colored on by our children. I don't see the problem. Filling in the holes. All right, the Brute Squad versus Neath. Uh, your dex is going to beat the Brute Squad's dex. So group one, two, and three are coming in the entryway of the front. Groups four and five are coming in from the animal path. Do the groups coming in from the front, the main path, see me? No. Sweet. And can you remind me how far away it is? Well, where where did you want to be? Did you just want to be in the clearing? Yeah, I was like in the clearing uh, between the stone and the... Yeah, the about thing. 40 feet. We'll call it 40 feet. Okay. Um. Uh, squad one and two are the ones that you hit with the oil and the exploding arrow. Wheel. 40 feet is too close for me to really be using my arrows. So I'm going to put those away. All right, I'm going to pull out my daggers. I'm going to do a little dashy dash action. You can absolutely get there. A dash. <laughs> and want to do like, you know, I've got my daggers, but the, the blades are going like down my forearm. Oh, nice. So I can do like a whole like just like spin. Spin slash move. So you're going to do like a Mikasa from Attack on Titan move? Yes. Which she I didn't watch that show. I, I didn't watch that show. I don't point out I'm completely okay with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to like, you know, dash into the middle of them and just be like, whoosh. Sweet. Roll a hit. Do I get my sneak attack? Yes, because they don't see you and you're acting before they are. So yes, you can get your sneak attack bonus. Oh, good. Okay. So 23. That hits. Yay! And I get my sneak attack, which is 8d... Oh, my gosh. Okay, 8d6. Hey, cast some... Dear, dear, cast some d6. You need that d? Sex. <laughs> How many more you need? I'm just going to roll this one twice. Yeah. So 10, 14, 15, 16. Hey, will, dear, will you help me remember these numbers? Yes, 16. Okay, 16, 18... That's a good translator. 17... One, twelve, four. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight damage. Like six-eight damage or six-D-eight? Sixty-eight. Like, well six, done. Six-eight. Dang. Good as I get. If, if I don't get my sneak, my sneak attack bonus is an 8-D-6 right now. 86? Yes. Yes. So, Neath jumps in to a group of... The, the first brute squad. And with a flurry of steel and blood, you hear people gurgle as some of their throats are slit open. And you see geysers of blood splurt and soak the trees around them. Hot. And seven people, after she finishes her whirling dervish, like fall <laughs> to their knees. Yes! Like dead yes! instantly. With another three cut up, 
but still alive in this first brute squad. You successfully <laughs> killed seven of ten of the first party. Very much like Mikasa. And then the group of 24 marched their way into the circle in front of the huts going towards your direction, Vince. Okay. Ari, I'm going to presume your dex is higher than Pan's. You'll win in the, in the, the speed tie. Got 18 decks. Yeah, Pan's dex is 10, so oh, well then, yeah. <laughs> you win. We Understandably. <laughs> this is Paladin. Yeah, with heavy plate. Okay, I'm going to use my stone of controlling Earth Elemental, toss it out of the hut, and yell, Genuflect! And uh, Earthy will come out of the ground and rise. So an Earth Elemental will begin to rise out of the ground under one of the corpses of the druids. And as your Earth Elemental rises, the stone and the grass like overtake part of the body. So you have your stone elemental there with its two arms and its head and like sticking halfway out of the body from the chest torso area is like half of a druid body (laughs) with its arms like flopped around (laughs) and one of its jaws like falling off. So it looks like there's like, well, I mean, it looks like there is because there is, there is a corpse inside your earth elemental, which adds a nice little level of fear to um, any of the hunting parties that get near it. Okay, so I'm still in the hut for now, but the Earth Elemental's out there ready to do some motherfucking damage, baby. Mm. Yeah. It's going to get its rock cock out. (laughs) It's Earth Girth. Pan will jump out of the hut. He will pull his shield and his mace, or his warhammer, rather, and he will roar in the direction of one of the parties for his command duel. Oh, nice. And they rolled a nat one, of which they do not resist. And the second group that had the same initiative as Ari and Pan uh, look in the direction of Pan. Uh, do I need to roll initiative for my Earth Elemental to give it its own turn? Next turn. What? Next turn. Okay. And then the group of 10 that were command dueled towards Pan... Um, begin to rush in on him, and ten men with swords and daggers, some with shields, will take a hit at Pan, and they do not succeed, not anywhere close. <laughs> That's why I got so excited last time I almost killed Pan, because Pan's very hard to kill. He's just hard to hit in general. Martel will then jump out of the tent behind Pan, and we'll also command duel the second group. They rolled a four. They will not resist. So the fourth group that had the AC of 24 will now make their direction towards Martell. So Pan and Martell have taken two of the five groups and have their full attention, leaving about two and a half groups alive for the rest of you to deal with. Fuck yeah. Vince... Fuckle yeah. Oh, it's my turn? Fuck yeah. Make some turns. Yes, it is your turn. Uh, Make extra turns. How far away are the groups from? Ask for extra genies. So there are two groups on Pan and Martell that are about 10 feet away from you. There are three groups over by Neath who are about 45 feet away from you. Which group is on fire? Two of the groups in front of Neath. 
Okay. Three guys that um, are beaten up and bloody and another group that is still putting themselves out. Uh, well, the group that's putting themselves out, I'd like to cast sleep on that group at ninth level. Okay. What's the save? What's your magic save? It, well, it's not a magic save. It's based off of HP for this spell. Right. So it's 2d8 per level. Don't they have a roll to save, though? You can't just put them to sleep. Let me just double check that real quick. I think they have a roll to save. Yeah. Maybe not, but I think they do. <clears throat> yeah, let me just pull up. Didn't you just hand me the card? I did. It's right here on here, too. Okay. So, spell sends them to slumber. Um, creatures within 20 feet of the range are affected in ascending order. No save? They just get to go to sleep? Sleeper takes damage. Yep. At higher levels, for each level above level one I cast, it's another 2d8 damage to cast uh, to put enemies to sleep. Wow. They don't get to save. That sucks for them. Indeed. It's an evil spell like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. righty. Do you have to roll to cast or not? No, I don't think you do. No, it just, nope. I kind of cast roll it. roll your damage. Yep. Uh, on how many of them? All of the ones the that are on group. fire. Yep. Nice. So that would be 18d8, which is at a six. So it's 16. 28. No, at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least seven. Morty's right. So for 108 HP, a worth of enemies fall asleep, but it's one at a time. So it's not, yeah. Like they all don't take 108. It's one to maximum falls asleep. Then it kind of just goes from then on. But particularly the ones on fire is what's important. Hardcore. <clears throat> yeah, 108 damage will kill them all. <laughs> what? So the ones that were on fire begin to <laughs> languish and get drowsy. They all slowly, one after the other, fall to their knees. They sound like they're snoring for a brief second before their breathing becomes so shallow and so slow that they just <laughs> stop breathing altogether. They essentially go into a deep torpor where they just so deep, they just stop breathing entirely. Their lungs shut down because they are in such a deep sleep. Their brain stops sending signals to their body and um, their skin quickly becomes a bluish purple color, as one's body does when you suffocate and cannot breathe. Brutal. So uh, group two that was on fire is now in a pile, all collapsed on one another, um, basically in eternal slumber that they will not wake up from. Well done, Vince. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Neith, for setting that up. You're welcome. Yeah, because they were at uh, they were at 100 HP after the fire damage that she did. Oh wow! They have. I'm not going to tell you how much they have total, but it was enough to kill them all. That's to kill that second group, brutal. I love it. And group number three is the last group to go. Neath, they will all converge on you as you are the immediately immediate threat in front of them. Bring it on. I've got my um, finesse weapons out. As they go to attack her, I want to take as my reaction. I want to say something along the lines of like, your mother was a hamster and your father was a shrew. And I would like them to take 
minus 10 on their next attack roll. All right. What? Cutting words. Where have you been? <laughs> They're not going to hit because of that minus 10. Yeah, ain't no way. And then, Neith, it is your turn. Back to the top of the order. Top of the Dota. So how many people are now around me? <laughs> 182. 13. 13, okay. Potato, potato. Get it, girl. I would like to, if the DM will allow, take one of my fire grenades, because I'm like in the middle of them, right? Grenades? Yeah, you were, you're yeah. you're surrounded by 13, oh, yeah. 13 guys. Okay. If this was a porn, it would be the gangbang. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you're on the couch. They're all around you. Yep. You were, you were on the gonna have couch. To, I'm going to have to roll, probably have to roll to make this happen, but- I would like to take one of my fire grenades, basically toss it in the air, and then try to dash out <laughs> between. <laughs> Why? Why would you need to dash out? Don't you have evasion? She's immune to fire. Like if you I'm make not a, immune to fire. If you make a deck save, don't you ignore all damage? If she succeeds. If I if I yeah, if I save, then yeah, and then the other it's only half. I have a hundred and four. Yeah, you're you're yeah, you're live your best life. Just stand there in the middle of the explosion. Look super badass. Super badass. Just don't look at the explosion. Can it's I take one two of grenades? One for each hand. Okay. Yes, yes, you. Can. I take two grenades. I'm so looking forward to Neath killing herself. <laughs> I'm really good at killing myself, by the way. <laughs> I can fix that too if you do. Go for it. Nice. Yep. So I just take two grenades and basically just like toss them in the middle of everybody. Dope. <laughs> All right, roll the hit. Good on you, taking away some Motherfuckers grenades. are going to die. Yeah, I, I, I track my weapons. See you over there being right. honest. I'm very good at it, actually. I'm over here just adding stuff. You know, like, I got 50 warthogs of murder. Yeah. Oh, Ari, you need to roll um, initiative for your golem. I'm sorry, my dude. If it's not higher than 24, then you didn't miss anything. Hold on. Do I get? I, I always forget about this. Do I get to add anything for the fire grenades for hitting? Like it, with my finesse weapons, I can add my decks. For since it's thrown, it should Jesus be decks, Christ. but that's going to go to Rico. Yeah, Thir- it'll be thirteen. Thirteen. It'll be um, decks plus your proficiency. Motherfucker has a minus one. Oh, plus my proficiency. <laughs> don't forget to add your proficiency. Uh. Oh, I didn't know I was proficient. So there Are you go. You proficient. I don't know. I am now. And what? Throwing things. Throwing things. Dex based. I mean, I am proficient in like sleight of hand. Are you proficient in decks? Yes. Up here. Yes, 1,000%. Then add your proficiency Oh, bonus. okay. <laughs> so therefore, eight, hold on, 23. Fuck yeah. That hits. <laughs> 58 damage. You didn't damage. need me this time. <laughs> I don't need nobody. Neith doesn't need anybody. Neith's an independent murderer. <laughs> yes, I am an independent assassin. Thank you very independent much. Independent contractor deck save. Murders. Group two fails our deck save. Neith, make a dexterity save. I don't have like. All right, so you successfully make your dexterity save. So like, the like a little hop up above the <laughs> the grenades. Actually, no, the grenades will explode all around you because you made your deck save at such a high level. You begin to dance around the explosive waves, like as when things explode, a shock wave goes out. You can duck and dance and twirl under the shock waves. That's very neat. Dance yes. and twirl under the shadows. And you need to roll the damage on your firebombs twice. It's a new Ooh. world. All right. I need some more D6. 
doing damage, baby. How many These are just do you need? Blood. They're not supposed to be super hard. But it, this is a huge help to a, to a Donnie. Oh, that wasn't great. Okay. Using those Rick and Morty dice. 12 and 12 and 14. Damage? So there is an explosion outwards as two large booms are, boom, are boom. heard through the forest. Birds and creatures scatter from the trees. They're all dead. Explosions echo off of the trees into the valleys. Adani from her hut is like, what and the fuck is going on over there? one guy, half of his face and half of his body is immediately ripped apart by the explosion and the fire. And drops dead, and then another two on the other side shit. suffer oh. the same fate. Pretty one bad. loses an arm and a leg, and another one is lose, loses half of his entire chest cavity, and they collapse on the ground, charred Fucking and burnt. Edward Elric up in this motherfucker. And that is me right there. Yep. Neath to the Keith. Stop it. The other group <laughs> of 24 will swing at... Martell, as they are commanded dueled. Commanded dueled. They're not gonna get anywhere close to hitting. No, even <laughs> even with their even with their plus ten. I miss Pan close. with his command duel. It's so good. It's so so dope. Just tank it up and then we all come in and, and then fight Ari, it is your turn. What up, G? Um I'm gonna pop out of the hut uh, as like a move action. Can I get close to... You absolutely can. Okay, so I'm going to get close to wherever a group you of is. You everybody can get close to anybody. Your speed is outrageous. Zip, zip, and then I'm going to hit it with the breath weapon. Um, There is a group. a group on Martell that you can reach, a group on Pan that you can reach, and two groups on Neath that you can reach. I guess I should go to the two groups on Neath. That seems like the more I don't pressing. need nobody. Um... Just there is group three that still has roughly eight people, and then there is another group that has two people left. Okay, I'm going to go towards uh, group three with the eight people and hit them with the breath weapon. Oh, I wish Electo were here. I know. Make a make a deck save. They rolled a two. They fail. They failed hardcore. Now I got to roll 5d6. Hold on, I got 5d6s in my hands. Ooh, nice. Not bad. And this Not is just bad. the beginning. He may do enough damage to kill entire group three with his attack, his extra attack, his flurry of blows, and his breath weapon. Okay, so 23 on that breath weapon. Yeah, you're going to hit. No, I mean that's the oh, damage. Oh, damage. Okay. Yeah, 23 damage on the breath <laughs> like, weapon. No, we, we have already 23. And then I'll, I'll pop in with my extra. Two more guys scream blood curdling as they are overtaken and consumed by dragon fire. Like they start to run away and they're able to take two or three steps before their calves and ankles burn off of their body. And like they step, but their flesh is melted into the ground and they collapse with like half of a leg and begin to ash, being splashed with oil and whatnot. Nice. Um, and the dragon fire is so hot, it's making them look like the corpses in uh, Pompeii, where they're just ashed immediately. Nice. Okay, and then I'll pop in with my extra attack and start doing some punches. Yep. These flasks have, like, paid off immensely. <laughs> These what? what? Flasks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good trap. Let's see. What the fuck am I doing? That was a good call. Setting up a trap. It really helps when you set up a trap and you knock off about 120 damage of 370 from the jump. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 26 to hit? Yeah, you're going to hit. <laughs> Just barely, though. <laughs> that hits in excess. These are 
hunting yeah. parties. Ten damage. Okay. Flurry of blows. Fucking twenty-one to hit. You're hit. I got to keep a little calendar here. This or fifteen damage. All right. Uh, twenty-three to hit. Hits. Ow, that sucked. Uh, ten damage. That hits. Let's 10, 20, 35 damage. Key, flurry of blows, extra attack. Yeah, no, we're good. That's, that's it? That's it for me. And I looked up the concentration rule, so I feel pretty good that I can save on concentration throws for my golem. Or my earth elemental. It's, he's not going to go wild. You Are you ready to make those? Yeah. Go I got ahead. proficiency on saving throws. Yeah, so. go ahead. Um, if, if I well, take some damage. Uh, you also have an additional plus four. Due to the auras from the paladin. Sorry, an additional plus eight due to overlapping paladin auras. Go ahead, make your concentration. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't have to do it unless oh, I take unless damage. Oh, you take damage. Yeah. That's right. Never mind. If I take damage, then we start saving. So yeah, well, both of these paladins are high level. doesn't so go out of like control. Three different overlapping auras. There's aura of protection, aura of devotion, aura of courage. That's why I chose to join the fight. Uh, I was like, I think I can save on concentration and keep Keith Earthy under control while I'm fighting, too. Well, is he summoned magically? Yeah, that's it. Huh? Is he summoned magically? Yeah. Okay, then I'm not worried about him going out of control. So you dash into <laughs> the circle of this third group. There is Vince almost... Nope, never mind. He Ari is moving so fast, it is difficult for you to keep up with the speed. Dash, dash. You can see and hear and feel... The jolts of punches, you can see sparks of what looks like key energy, just some sort of energy. Yeah. Um, in this flurry of motion, and these punches are so hard, you hear chest cavities and heads popping open, like you see the flash <laughs> of energy of the key. And then when that flashes over, somebody's head explodes. And then you see and hear another pop on this other side where you see dragon claws and fist go through somebody's chest. And another three people drop dead. And you see Ari standing there with his claws dripping in entrails and chips of bone. With uh, smoke coming out of his nostrils and his mouth. Neith, you see this as well. Nice. It's fantastic. (laughs) And there's another group that's going to swing at Pan. Oh, they're actually going to hit. Wow. I've used up all my reactions. Sorry, Pan. (laughs) Pan is perfectly fine with it. (laughs) Pan Uh, likes getting hit. He's like, yes, daddy. Six, 12, 14, 17. What lights is fire. 20, 22. Pan's going to take 22 damage. What? Pan's going to take 22 damage. What? Pan's going to take 22 damage. damage. They hit. They rolled They rolled at 18 plus their modifier. He's fine. They get a modifier for each person alive in the he's brute squad. He's got 1 million HP. Yeah, he's got 183, so he's, so he's down to 161. That's oh, barely... Uh, yes, so, uh, yeah, Brute Squad, they have a modifier plus one equal to however many people are in the party. So as you chip away their HP and kill them, their modifier goes from a plus 10 down to, you know, nine eight seven six five four three two one et cetera. They always, they'll always have a plus one. So they're a plus one for everybody alive in the party. And uh, that was their attack on Pan. Now Pan is going to strike back. After getting hit, 
Pan will burn a level three spell to empower his divine smite, and he will roll to hit on this group of brute squads. That's a net 20. Oh, yeah, 50 times damage. damage. Uh, So he roars out loud and raises his war hammer to the sky. You guys hear a brief roar off in the distance as white lightning strikes from the heavens to his warhammer. And much like Thor, he smashes it into the ground. And as he smashes it, yes, into the ground, there is an explosion of radiant energy all around him and his hammer. One D8 plus a D8 plus another 8D10, D8 damage. All of the dice, please. So paladins still five, eleven, seventeen, twenty-four, thirty-three. Bingo. Thirty-nine. Forty-five. Forty-nine and fifty-fifty-one, fifty-two, fifty-five. Fifty-six damage. Pan. It does uh, fifty-six damage to the group that was on him. Immediately, five of them look like they're being tased as radiant energy travels through the ground and arcs up into their bodies through their feet and explodes out of their mouths and eyes as they begin to burn and combust from the inside as radiant energy consumes them and their soul entirely, leaving a burnt-out husk as five corpses fall over with uh, smoke and crackles of radiant energy coming out of their empty eye sockets and their open mouth cavities. On the plus side, at least they can't defecate themselves. No. Their internal organs are entirely cooked. They are just empty, hollow bodies. I was thinking about the, just the natural shitting of yourself, and then, then they got incinerated, and I was like, okay, good, 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 good. And then Pan will take his extra attack to just swing at them with his warhammer. And he's, oh, no, I didn't roll double damage for all those hits. <laughs> 112. So there may be more damage. Hold on. Just multiply it by two. Yeah, I'll just multiply it by two. Yeah. It was... Double damage. 50... It was 54? 56. 56? Yeah. 112. Beautiful. Kill five more of them. Yep, so five more of them will die the exact same way. Without shitting themselves. Yeah. Unfortunate. Oh, shit, that's going to kill all of them. Yep. Oh, that's beautiful. And they're done. I was about to ask you, how many are left? None. I forgot he crit, so he got to roll damage twice. Nice. Good job, Pan. Thanks for reminding me, Matt. Good job. You're welcome. Uh, Martel cheers loudly as he watches his brother Pan holy smite, divine smite this hunting party and fell them in one blow. The brother man, brother Pan. And that was Pan's move. Oh, Martel. It's Martel's turn. Marty. Uh, Martel, fueled by watching his brother hit with such ferocity, decides this sounds like a really, really good idea. Yeah, I should have done this before, and he's going to breath weapon this other group that's on him because he's uh, Dragonborn too. Let's go. Let's go. And do they make their deck save? They do not make their deck save. Uh, He's going to do... One, ouch, seven, that's better. 10, nope, 11, 12, 14, 16 damage from his breath weapon as he expels a cone of frost out of his mouth. Nice. 
Um, one of them are frozen instantly in place. Beautiful. And, Ice statue. Um, falls over. And as it hits the ground, it collapses into shards of ice. uh, Shattered. And blood and organs are frozen like ice cubes. It's much like a sub-zero fatality. Nice. I was actually just picturing that. And uh, shatters. And then the other guys look down at their frozen dead compatriot and look back at Martell. And as they take their eyes off of Martell for just a moment, he also raises his cudgel to the sky, but instead of lightning and radiant energy coming from the clouds, erupting from under Martel's feet is a swirling vortex of purple golden radiant energy. And you guys hear the brief wails of the damned for just a moment. Ah, uh, music to my as, soul. Uh, Martel is a paladin of Hades. Hades. It's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like all of the all of the souls of hell are coming to empower Martel's attack. He will burn a level five slot. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, ten d eight plus two d six plus one d four. He can't not kill them. I mean, I guess it's a possibility. Nah, he kills them. Yeah. Oh, he's going to hit. Um, he can't not kill them. Even if I were to roll average, ten d eight would be eighty. We're looking at forty. Plus, plus another 50. 12, plus another, yeah, 52. Yep, he can't not kill them. Even, with, even without rolling, even without rolling, he can't not kill them. Can't not kill him. Can't not kill him, and is that the and way to go? And as he slams his cudgel into the ground, much like Pan's extravagant strike, um, look up what a cudgel. Holes of the ground open up under the feet of the group around him. As radiant hellfire damage it oh, okay. consumes, there a cudgel. Looking it up, certainly a thing. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, and I knew it was a thing. I'm just saying their bodies burn and ash for a moment. Yeah, it's scary. And then you see all of their souls languish in stasis for a moment as they begin to wail and scream as um, these ghostly like ghoulish hands rip their souls down into the underworld and there is six concentric circles around martel that then forms a pentacle under him as he yells into the air and exhales another cone of cold into the air and his chest plate burns brightly with the power of the underworld as Six more souls have gone directly to the underworld for Hades to puppet with later. Ah, let's go, champ. And that was Martel's turn. Who is at a... We got a, somebody at a 13. Yeah, Earthy. it's your golem's turn. Earthy with the girthy. And there is just the two groups around Neath. All right, so uh, Earthy's going to you know, glide over to the two groups by Neath and uh, do, you know, initiate his little slam attack action. The group around Neath begin to quiver and shake in fear for just a moment as there is an earth elemental with half of a rotting corpse sticking out of its chest. Um, They are frightened, so they have disadvantage, and they can't can't willingly move closer to the earth elemental, but the earth elemental is moving closer to them. All right, so go ahead and roll to hit. 23 to hit. Oh, it hits. 2d8 plus This is way five. too easy, but fun. All of Shh. Them. They're just brute squads. Yeah. 
You guys have Ugh. done 150. 10 damage. Brute Squad. 10, oh, damage. Squad. 10 damage on that one. Okay. I know that sucked balls. Uh, but he gets multi-attack, so he's going to do it again. I'll do it again. Uh, 17. That hits. Dope. Do better. Uh, you know, not bad. Uh, 19. That is better. 19 damage. Just the two slam attacks, right? Yeah, that's it. You know. He slams one so hard. The body gets forcefully pushed into the ground. You all hear gurgles and crumbling and cracking of bones. Pounding a peg into the ground. Yes, like pounding a peg into the ground. And he does the same to a second one, but instead of making it into the ground, there is a giant pile of bone and meat that's been squashed into the ground as the golem brings its arms back up and pieces of body and blood drip from its massive hands. Vince, it's your turn. There are the two groups left. There are two people around Neath, and there are three guys around an earth golem. Uh... Round Neef, I'm going to go ahead and cast Vicious Mockery. The DC check there is 18. I do. Wisdom. Get in. Oh, they got 20, 22. Well, okay. Well, they still. Plus, they're going to take half damage at least, right? Well, no, it just means the enchantment part doesn't happen. Oh, that's so they don't have disadvantage. Oh, okay. But they take nine damage from a cantrip. What? Cantrips are the shit. Cantrips are the shit. I'm hoping I can pick up Chill Touch because I heard it was open. Chill what touch is legit. What's the cantrip that you used? Vicious mockery. Chill touch. Would you like me to pull it up for you? No. I'm trying to picture in my head how this is going to work out. As you guys hear the barb talking the in barb. the back barb bard talking in the background, you Neath, because you are the closest, you see little silver slivers that looks like razor blades. Um, cutting into the flesh of one of the bandits, and it cuts from head to toe, ripping open portions of arm and chest and face, as <laughs> it looks like just these silver cuts of magic came out of nowhere and flayed him to death with the power of words and drops down dead to the ground, embarrassed, but also dead. The penis mightier. Yep. Good job, Vince. Thanks. Well done. thinks to herself, I am to good. To learn how to do that. <laughs> and that was Vince. That's back to the top of the order. Neath, you alone are at the top of the order. Neath, kill them all. There how many people is, around me? There are a total of one person around you. The golem has attracted the attention of the other three. Kill them all. Do do your Person's one. In, in trouble. I slashy slash. Slickety slash. I do a whole like windmill thing with my dagger. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. That looks stupid. Carving him like a Thanksgiving turkey? Pretty yes. much. Nice. Yes. Now that sounds a lot better. Your thing that you were doing over there looks stupid. You said windmill. You can't not well, kill him, no, Neath, so you just like need a... to roll to hit. Roll to hit. Roll a 50. Roll a 50 on a 20. Manifest it. All things are possible through Christ. Oh, shit. I use luck. All things are possible through Christ. <laughs> Stop it. Because I think Christ, you know, he doesn't kill things. <laughs> so. He did, in fact. It's like Batman, except he does. 17. He does. Yeah, you hit. 78. You can't not kill him. I know how much damage Twisted and Fate do. Even on a mediocre roll, you can't I not kill him. I have daggers named Twisted and Fate. I love them, too. 
So you approach so happy. the last guy, sizing him up. You get down into a low crouching stance. The guy's life flashes before his eyes for just a moment. And he sees it happen in slow motion as you approach him with Twisted and Fate. You flay each of his legs, like in twain, much like you did the arms of the guy in the Tournament of Blood. And he is frozen in fear, picturing his life as you, precisely like a surgeon, carve him up and down, splitting him in half, like one leg on this side, one leg on this side, half of one leg on each side, half of a torso, half of his head. And he drops into two piles of half of a body as his innards land and plop on the ground in front of you, spraying you with blood. Uh, and your daggers begin to sing and sizzle as the blood from your body sucks down into Twisted and Fate. You've got an auto-cleaning function. I have Weird Al Yankovic singing in my head right now. Ari, it is your turn because you outspeed. You outspeed. Uh, Pan on deck. All right, I'm gonna uh, dash over to my golly, like a Sir Earthy, Earthy with the girthy, and uh, uh, pop in that. Uh, what are there three? Okay, so I'll zoom in on one and give him that punchy punch. That's what I miss about Jenna, though. Not Roll the hook out. She would um. You know, jump in. living his worst it. life, you know, and uh, just 21 to hit. That hits. Hell yeah, it does. Fuck it. 14 damage. As you run in and slide under the legs of your Earth Elemental so you can get to them, you uppercut one right in the head, and it knocks his head legitimately off his body. <laughs> you hear the ripping of flesh as his head goes off into the woods like you just hit a home run and there is a <laughs> flash and a boom of key that because your fists are always empowered with key at this mm -hmm. point in level and the force of the punch detached his head from his body and the body slumps and falls on its knees and blood showers um, your face and your cloak and now there's blood dripping from like the eyes of your dragon helmet Dope. down the fangs. Dope. Okay, now we're going to get a little extra attack. Hey, Matt, really? Yeah, got to do the thing that makes it work. <laughs> extra attack, can I like, is, the, is, is one of the other three close enough that it's just like a boop boop? Just a, They're all within melee range. Oh, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. There's two left. Extra attack on a motherfucker. Uh, get with fucking uh, ni 19. That hits. Fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, oh, that suck balls. Uh, 10 damage. Oh, wow. Assume he's not dead. No, he is absolutely dead. This was your extra attack. Yep. So you just come around with a roundhouse and kick straight through his torso, splitting him in half. Nice. And um, <laughs> your golem catches the top half of the body and the lower half of the body, and then smashes them like symbols into each other as um, bones <laughs> and body parts begin to flail all around. You're not going to not kill this last guy, so your golem's just going to have fun with body parts that it can. Cool. Uh, Floria blows on the final. Yep. Boom. 16 to hit? hits. Oh, wow. All right. Let's go, champ. AC. The AC gets less as there are less. Oh, right. You well. said that. Yeah. So 16 damage. So you, after finishing your roundhouse, flurry <sighs> of blows this last guy. There is a brief pause between each blow where 
your fist hits them, the body doesn't react until your flurry of blow finishes, and then you can see indentions in the body begin to like push into the body as where each fist hits one of these people there is a shotgun sized exit wound as key explodes out of the back of their body with bones and internal organs he looks down at himself for just a moment then looks back at you with like shock in his eyes looks surprised and then falls backwards as he, his body couldn't react in time to the key and the force of the blows. You struck him faster than his brain could react, and he falls back dead on the ground. Let's go, champ. Dump. Is that the last of them? That is. You guys are all standing in this druid hut field area surrounded by... Fertilizer. Yes, Burnt, ashed bodies, some split in half, some burned to a crisp. Um, the All of the bodies around Martell have completely disappeared. Most of them buttressed. And all of Pan's bodies are either crushed to death or burnt from the inside out. Uh, you are surrounded by bodies of just Fuck. totally eviscerated body. There's halves of bodies here, quarters of bodies there. If we had Jelly like- here, she would make flowers grow out of all this. I know. And you, bark. Vince, sitting there you on flower the stump, <laughs> never having to move, holding your loot, yep. are looking <laughs> at uh, a field of carnage all around you where each person is standing in front of a group of dead bodies that no longer pose any threat to anybody in this life or the next. You have watched and participated in mm-hmm. in efficient killing spree of a, of hunting parties after Adani. You guys can all smell the blood and the death in the air. Oh, yeah. And Martel puts his weapons away and begins praying over all of the bodies as holes in the ground open up underneath the bodies and you all hear for just brief moments the wails of the damned as <laughs> yeah, as all of their souls get sent to Hades. Congratulations. You guys made quick work of the, that hunting party. Fuck yeah. You still have a flask of oil that you could take down from the animal path if you wanted. You only used one of them. Yep. I'm going to have my mage hand go and grab that. And it does. It floats over and very neatly unties the knot and holds it very gently and brings it back to you. I would like to take my daggers and run them through like any blood-soaked dirt. Letting them there's suck plenty. Up. Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah. You can do that with all of the corpses if you would like. I um, end my earth elemental spell. And it crumbles into the ground in a pile of stone and half of a decayed druid body sticking up out of the stone, missing its lower jaw. Um, so it looks like a grim totem of half of a person Dope. that's just been propped up under this rubble of stone. I grab my stone of control. And that other rubble of stone from your initial confrontation is still here where you (laughs) left it last time. Is there any information we need from any of these would-be killers? I don't think so. I mean, we were just going to take care of the hunting party and then Adani's going to take care of Gabriella. We offered to help. We we took out 50 of them. So, I mean. Boom. Okay. Just checking. Like we, we did a thing, you know, and Etherton, kind of a shitball place. 
kind of a weird place where, you know, they're making poison magic fruit that they're hoping that people can refine into potions or some shit. But, you know, also sometimes it kills people. You know, good times. It has successfully killed people. Yeah. it's the Last know. report, there was, what, 100 people that died? Yeah. yeah. They should, we, you know, if, if they've lost 50 people. We have a lot manpower, of loose ends. Okay. Probably a good thing. <laughs> I think we may be able to, to count Etherton as tied up with killing 50 of them. Yeah. We can get a few more. I mean, we still have people dying of their magic fruit, though. Yeah, but it's at least going to buy us some time to really rectify the situation. Not going to be able to harvest as much fruit with 50 less people. But at least we saved Adani. Crazy ass Gabriella is really like into happen. finding Adani. Yeah, no, no, that needed to happen. We so needed their to save Adani. Magic fruit production's probably gone way down while Dum Dum's off doing Dum Dum shit. At least the delivery of it. Yeah. Well. Uh, can I go ahead and search bodies for anything of any value or use? Hell yeah. You sure can. Loot the fuck If out. you would love to loot what remaining bodies there are, you certainly can. Sure thing. Yeah, you do that. Loot them up. Uh, roll a d20 for me, please. No, lied. Roll a d100, please. 50. Roll a 50. 100? Yeah, it's a d10 and a d100. You should have them. I'm not going to show you what they are. You know what a d100 is. 63, please. You are able to find 63... Gold worth of weapons and jewels and jewelry on them if you would like to hoard them for later to sell in another town. Sure. Uh, anyone else keeping group inventory? I mean, we have like bags of holding, so. Group inventory? I don't know. <laughs> well, I was, I'll just add 63 to my character sheet. Yeah, then. you just, yeah, you do just that. add it to you. It's okay. okay. I promise. We're rich. Incredibly wealthy. Not incredibly, but very well. Well. I hope you finish late season one and you'll find out why they're incredibly wealthy. And then uh, Pan and Martell grasp hands, high five, hug amidst the piles of bodies that have been burnt out. Um, They say job well done. They pat each other on the back. Pan and Martell come over to you guys. Nobody took any damage. Yeah. Uh, We didn't take any damage. Pan took some damage, but not significant enough to make him work because they hit him. Uh, I, you know what? I I'm blow not him. Are we taking a short rest? I blow him a kiss of healing. Oh, also, we're really bad at the whole short rest thing. If we take a short rest, I could fully heal the party and replenish all my spell slots. Nobody is really that injured yeah. that needs okay. healing. Just checking. On a scale of one to one eighty three, Pan's feeling good at a one sixty one. Okay, then he's we're all doing good. okay. No, he's dying. That's no, he's definitely that's dying for Pan. <laughs> he's definitely not. He's limping, breathing heavy. Uh, so what? Martel says, should we report back to Adani and give her the good news? Yeah, we should probably do that real quick. Yeah, let's do that. And then Pan and Martel hop on their. St- oh, I didn't let any of their steeds attack. Oh, well, oh fuck no, it, it doesn't matter. No. We didn't do mounted combatant. Them. Yeah, no, they they hop back on their steeds and they say, "We'll meet you guys there." Yeah. And they yeah. fly up over on their way to Adani's. Clap, 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 clap. Let's go, gang. Jump clop, on clop, my clop, horse clop, clop, and head back down the animal path. Clap, 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 Nice. Head on back. You guys make it unmolested to Adani's. No. Adani is there. She has a fire going with a rather large um, boar that she's been cooking. Oh, the Araminthian boar. No, not the Araminthian boar. <laughs> and it's regular boar. But it smells good. It smells delicious. Um, yes. She's got an apple and some grapes is stuffed in its mouth so it smells delicious smells juicy and uh, donnie looks at everybody and she says oh welcome back we took care of that party how many more how many more hunting parties are there i don't know we killed like 50 of them oh oh it had to be a lot killed all of them uh, yeah then that yes. showed up and then hera was like yes they the, all of the hunting parties are dead 
we're kind of good at this by now. And I give Adani like a little salute with one of my daggers. Nice. And then Adani says, well, then this will be a fantastic dinner. Would you guys like to stay for the evening before you carry on to Sklovari? Yeah, absolutely. Sure thing. Yes. Since uh, there's no more hunting parties to worry about, we can enjoy a wonderful dinner. We can have some drinks. We can have some fun before you guys head off to go after your warlock. I love it. And Martel says, this sounds like the best idea I have heard in at least the last hour. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dinner with Adani. Dinner with Adani. You know, the plan, the battle plan was a good plan. It was a really good idea. Really great and idea. we pulled it off quite successfully. Nailed it. Well, I have another great plan, and then I want to go ahead and cast my mansion for us to stay in for the night. Lame. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Pan says, oh, I will absolutely stay in that mansion. <laughs> you know Pan. And Martel Pan is says, also very, like, city-bred. Yeah. I, yeah. After I drink, I will stumble my way into that mansion. All are welcome. And you guys are free to have a fantastic dinner with drinks and celebrate with uh, Adani for the evening. Hell yeah. We do that thing. Excellent. And that will do us for this episode of Somewhat Play. Listen next time as the party continues on their way to Sklavar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 It probably kills another 50 people. Thank you for listening to Somewhat Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewhatplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Somewhat Play. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.